Hi, Sachin. Hey, Rinkar. So, Sachin, usually people want to talk about value, uh, yeah. but today you want to talk about cost, right? Yes. And um, this is a very interesting uh, topic. Uh, I had not thought about it um this way so go ahead and introduce uh, the topic what do you want to talk about today yes uh, so dinkar um uh, to be very honest the whole topic came from personal experience rather than uh, thinking about a scenario which we should uh, discuss as an interesting topic so whenever i have uh, spoke uh, to either startups or even lived uh, through one of the startups i realized that people have um, uh, people say that and i think we spoke in the first episode itself that i have a pet peeve when people say i am agile they use many times agile as a term to um, keep things very open and don't want to actually lock things down and uh, that's okay non committal behavior thy name is agile exactly <coughs> excuse me and uh, in in that scenario i think it is um, it is sometimes okay but um, most often it actually hurts to the company the product and business uh, and but, the concept of agile itself also <laughs> yes because it creates a bad reputation you you are telling that i do certain uh, process but you are actually not following that process uh, and what i have realized that uh, product management is something which is actually a casualty of such kind of scenarios because if you think about uh, product management the first principle of being product management bringing product management on board is have certain rules and processes to decide what comes into the product and what goes out of the product but often founder founders want to retain that exclusive veto rights to decide what goes in and what goes out now if uh, a person such as yours uh, who is a product manager is also co-founder then the things are different but what if let's say you have two co-founders who are technical or purely business co-founders and they don't have product managers background now you are actually in tough, tough spot and that that is something which is um, so we have our first case so what i have realized is that uh, product management is sort of not in the best interest of a lot of people because that actually puts rules on them and uh, product management is also not something which comes for free of charge there is people cost involved in it there is also process and tools cost involved in it and what i mean by tool is that if you are running ab experimentation if you are actually feed creating that feedback loop uh, you need to also do the play those development stories for getting that infrastructure in and when you have all these things plus you have to be disciplined enough to act upon the feedback which you are receiving exactly. and uh, here uh, the clear argument to weed out product management is not value but it is cost is this is something which is not a priority for us right now let me get this into customer hand first but uh, to me it is extremely anti pattern because now you are so preciously rushing to get something into customers hands but you have no interest in measuring whether customer is happy with it or not right because 
many times people also want to uh, sort of feed to their confirmation bias mm. that so, uh, I, essentially what you're saying is that the function of product management today um, is um, a direct correlation to uh, uh, the um, stage of the product the size of the organization so product the, the belief is that product management comes at a cost until you have reached a stage where you can absorb that cost uh, you would not want to engage a product manager and you have like a sort of a product manager that is the founder who believes that um, we'll do this we'll do this we'll take this route is product management and is a poor substitute for it correct and uh, assuming and i have met few people who didn't know how to do product management or bring product management elements into place uh, uh, while maintaining the cost they value it they want to do it so i didn't want to talk about that negative aspect apart from stating that this is a common behavior but i would like to also bust this myth sort of that hey uh, you can achieve this but you don't need to actually break the bank for it just like this is very similar argument which i have experienced in my life about test driven development or pair program they think adding two people is actually double the cost when it is actually not and uh, similarly i would like to say adding proma elements to your startup or product is not increasing the cost actually it can save massive cost but even if let's say uh, that doesn't happen i wanted your opinion is this even hypothesis correct that doing product management is it possible uh, for young budding startups and uh, products or even enterprises who are not let's say let's say i am a enterprise uh, architect and i want to bring in product management elements into our company which is very new to this um, do i need to actually get massive budget approvals or i can actually get started on to some sort of budget so uh, on one hand uh, uh, large companies who might be reluctant to spend and on one end companies which want to do but they don't have a lot of money are there any uh, uh, like salvation opportunities for them to get started with it show some benefit and then increase their investment so uh, one thing uh, sachin i i i feel that this reluctance is a function of stage of product rather the size of the organization few days back i was talking to one person a product manager um, uh, from a very large uh, bank right um, and uh, now this product manager is very passionate about metrics measuring things and i was talking sounds fair what about you know that's what you think that's what you believe but are you able to do it at your job uh, not really because of what i'm um, you know the product that i'm part of now uh, we had a mandate to push things out immediately right mm. and uh, the my, my boss did not approve the inbuilt things i could put in to measure things uh you know to figure out uh, things and uh, you know uh, and i have to fall back on these uh, quote unquote um, you know vanity metrics because in absence of all of these things i have to do all of right so said he you are the product manager uh, why didn't you fight for it as it doesn't work like that uh, right because uh, everywhere says okay let's get it out first let's see if there is any user 
there is any response and then we will bake it right so i think the fallacy there is that uh, you know um, that uh, first is the first thing is will i get accepted or rejected it's a very basic human fear will i get accepted or will someone say no to me let me first confirm that after that i'll say that okay if someone says yes what kind of things i need to do right and product management is seen as um, that kind of uh, luxury to have that once you know uh, uh, and this is so different from the theory of product management where product management is the one that helps you find product market fit so from day zero your product should be able to give you those future sensing metrics um or, or all those metrics that can help you figure out that is the market liking what i'm doing or not because for a startup if no one is downloading the app if no one is buying my product that's a clear signal that a market doesn't exist what they don't realize is that's a clear signal that you have not reached the market yet you know you're too early the right people don't mm. know about you right it takes time right uh, it doesn't mean that market has rejected you and that is your first validation was i accepted or was i rejected right now to come to your question right uh, what kind of um, low cost version of product management is available um, to a startup uh, or a large organization which does not want to burn a lot of budget um, uh, you know uh, front load that cost right what are the lean things that they can do in product <coughs> uh almost every the, the first thing uh, such that almost every good product today out there has a free version right they have a trial version you can uh, start using that like right from google analytics to any kind of analytics everything has a free tier right and i see a lot of startups in india take advantage of these free tiers like crazy right um they're using it for development tools they're using it for productivity tools they're using it for business um what i would start recommending to people is start using it for product management right uh, that's that's the first thing to go out second is now product management in a so dinkar on that uh, free tier uh, sorry to interrupt but um are these uh, free tiers only available for startups or even let's say i want to bring that flavor into enterprise uh i can use that so uh, the free tier is available for everyone right however enterprise have certain risks in just adopting some piece of software right uh, um there are a lot of checks and balances there are a lot of uh, security checks that happen so from that perspective yes they are little at a disadvantage however you know if you it, it's my favorite thing right every startup every new product um, they will have that pricing tiers right free you get this there is gold there is platinum and then for enterprise call us feel free to call them say that you know we can't just immediately take your free version put in the credit card because as an enterprise but take the free trial for 6 months there's no one stopping right so um yes uh, those free trial uh, tier versions are available in many ways to enterprises no startup will say to a large bank or large it organization coming and saying that i want to try your product for 3 months i want to evaluate it they said no right 
So yes, free, free tier is available. Now that we have this free tier, right? Now um, you have all these tips. So what kind of product should you bring in, right? First of all, product management is not, being a product manager is not being same as a product owner, right? Product management is a thought process, which is much more than just the development part of it. So if you're just having a product owner who is guiding the development team, doesn't mean that you are doing product management, right? That's a very small part of it. So first of all, define what are the things that I want to do uh, from day zero, inbuilt into my product, inbuilt into my thought process, inbuilt into my analysis, right? The first thing is um, metrics, right? Start uh, gathering as much as possible metrics uh, in early days. Uh, uh, I'm not recommending data gluttony, like don't just put all uh, kind of, uh, you know, even your cap, someone is moving uh, um, mouse over your web page and you're starting to record that, not that kind of thing, right? All your major events, uh, someone is uh, going to the buy page, they're clicking on a plan, uh, they're filling up the information, but then they're clicking on cancel. Try to figure this uh, information out just to understand how user are interacting, right? So one of the uh, worry is that, you know, if I have one user, then after one week, I get another user, my growth is 100%. Mm. Doesn't mean anything, right? So percentages are the biggest enemy of a early stage product. You go with the absolutes, you understand the absolutes, you understand where your people are dropping off. So the first focus is on the metric and the aim of the metric is to understand how people are interacting with your product. Don't create patterns out of it yet. Don't expect that every two weeks I will have a growth of 100% because in one week I had a second user, right? So don't, don't look for patterns in terms of growth and percentage kind of patterns, but just look how people are interacting with it um, and uh, you know start measuring those kind of things. That, that's part one. Part two is uh, start building in some kind of experimenting. And this sometimes is very expensive, right? So people think experiment, okay, let me see. Can you give me Bangalore, um, Marathali and Vilandur, uh, people with two kids? Suddenly, you know, you can go crazy with your experimenting, right? Keep things very basic. Figure out a very simple way in which you can divide your whole population of users into two, three categories. Right. Let the category be random. Let it be a random uh, selection of all your user base. Try something with A, try something with B. Get the most minimal version of A and B testing out. Right. No, no need to go over analytical. Just, just get the information, get the patterns. Try the blue. Should I put a blue button? Should I put the red button? Something as basic as that. Do something very basic in your AB environment where you can divide the population of your into two. Future on when you have become very sophisticated, you can do all kind of demographic data and demographic filtration and all those kind of things. So two simple things, Sachin, to start with. Um, measure and experiment. Uh, these are your very low cost, very basic product management techniques. In fact, in fact, I was actually about to come to that is what are the um, like 
no nonsense absolute must things which somebody should do and you are saying measure and uh, 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 what did you say again yeah so one is measure stay away from percentages uh, right so that, that's the major part of it second is the experimenting part of it yes get an experiment. opportunity for very simple <clears throat> experiments yeah because uh, the same analogy which i was thinking in my mind is let's say somebody says i want to start a development team now uh, what are the absolute minimum development practices which i should embrace let's say if i don't have a lot of people let's say i have only four developers working out of a room i would still advise them that make sure that you have a versioning system do not skimp on it it's available for free today and uh, second thing is uh, get some sort of integration environment uh, do not skimp on test writing so these are the like absolute bare minimum maybe you don't have let's say continuous delivery uh, but you don't need continuous delivery if you are developing and it is not going to production that's okay right. but at least you have certain level of like sanity checks everywhere so uh, these i want to give an example here sachin uh, mm-hmm. in my startup uh, in early days we had around 30 users one mm-hmm. very seasoned exec asked me okay Uh, can you do a survey um, and i said uh, yes and uh, suggested to me you know go to survey monkey uh, they have a page there where you put your population what kind of confidence you want and it tell you how many people to uh, survey uh, so you get a right sample and then it was like you know divide your uh, um, audience into different demographics and make sure that they are well represented in your right and in the back of my mind i was like maybe i should not tell this person that you know there is just 30 people <laughs> i i can do a quick survey with them very quickly uh, right i can just have 15 this i can manually look at them say okay to these 15 i will ask this question to these 15 i can ask this question right uh, but uh, and and then that's being part of the early day right not just startups right even when you are a enterprise right there 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 is um, the, the sometimes uh, you know the the less of the data you have uh, helps you out do more things at a much lower cost with 30 users i could do more experimenting at a much lesser cost because i did not have to set up ip based uh, filtering or demographics based filtering and try this people who are accessing my app in the morning versus like people who are accessing it in the evening so those kind of things absolutely so <clears throat> dinkar the uh, idea behind uh, product management is not only limited to experimentation and measurement right is there is also a feedback loop with it and what do i mean by feedback loop is that uh, every time and the the parallel again is that we call it adr architectural decision uh, uh, documents right records uh, that why we chose certain things and how we actually carried forward uh, are there any practices which people actually do uh, to track down what experiment they ran and what was their result uh, and uh, are there any things which they can do uh, because uh, i mean i'll i'll give an example what, what my uh, uh trepidations with people uh, toying with it uh, mm. i i played a long uh, a lot with google analytics in my life the issue with google analytics is that in no time in 5 minutes you get data which is very pretty and there is lot of data 
if it is a web page where it is an app you get a lot of data quickly now <clears throat> i can go bonkers i can set up some sort of uh, filter and i may get some numbers which actually are confirming to my biases hmm. so um, sometimes it is a better uh, so uh, and i will give an example yesterday i went to a doctor for uh, some of my uh, training related injuries and then uh, the doctor was very clear uh, he said you when you are doing exercise you actually do exercise by being aware about what are the methods to actually build your fitness mm -hmm. don't go carried away into just doing exercise because you feel good about it it will actually lead to depression when you are in injury mode mm -hmm. it is better to not do any exercise and stay completely sedentary and actually have that uh, heart attack at the age of 55 or 60 and die with it rather than actually living in depression because i have met lot of patients they develop lot of problems but at a later age mm -hmm. and actually they suffer through it and even if let's say they have problems most of them have interventions possible the quality of life degrades i'm not arguing about that i'm not saying that is a better life but I, he was saying that at least they are not depressed mm -hmm. and i'm not i i but i met meet lot of young people who are actually having an injury and they say oh i am not doing exercise it is just hurting my morale and i am not being happy so his point was that if you want to do something do it right don't do it halfway yeah. similarly by just getting this insta gratification of tons of data with me uh, setting up an uh, um, setting up a, a chart for myself to confirm my biases is that going to hurt my uh, experimentation more is it better to actually go complete blind and wish for the best or actually do something uh, i mean what is that people should uh, because do you even see this risk or this is completely hypothetical in my mind it's uh, i i i hear what you're saying uh, so here's the thing right product management as a profession is a very boring profession right um, the uh, it's a profession of you know watching paint dry sometimes it's a profession of waiting for the data right it's a profession of patience and uh, and this is something i tell to people who get very excited and like they come running and like hey i want to do product management i want to do product management but like it's very exciting right product managers are the ceo of the organization and you know i i i can make decisions left right random all those kind of things so uh you know uh so i remind them of this right and then you're you're, you're very right uh, uh, that way right um you cannot uh, you know the the data gluttony or even you, then you over analyze right google analytics gives you so many dimensions uh, you know uh, chopping slicing dicing of the data that you can spend all day looking at i had one user now i had two users Right. Hey, even if let's say you, oh, you, you can go crazy <clears throat> city angle this dimension that what was the browser what was you can go crazy with it right yeah uh, i mean uh, i can give you there if uh, we had about uh, 40000 uh, clicks data mm -hmm. okay uh, about 800 users in a week active users okay and this was a substantial amount of size for the target because our system had 4000 active users 
एंड वीकली देर यूज टू बी नॉट फोर थाउजेंड एक्टिव फोर थाउजेंड रजिस्टर्ड यूजर्स एंड दिस इज स्टूडेंट एप्लीकेशन आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट राइट इज इन यूनिवर्सिटी फोर थाउजेंड स्टूडेंट कमिंग टू अवर प्लेटफॉर्म is a pretty big that is like 100% conversion in that university yeah. and in that there are 800 people who are visiting weekly is a fantastic metric by that yeah. but the idea what we wanted to go now is to understand what these 800 active users per week are doing hmm. and figure out what is more valuable for them so we had enough data but now what i was wondering is that if you are but and such, we have that's a question right uh, data across how much time right what what were the things people do and what is the cycle of those things right see this is exactly what i'm yeah this is exactly what i'm interested in talking to you about is that <clears throat> many times what happens is that let's say you and i uh, have a disagreement yeah and in that situation let's say we both are let's say assume for 2 minutes that you are not a product man right and now you have a opinion that uh, we should actually do a drop down versus i am saying that you should actually give them a list yeah. and these type of trivial decisions typically are the most energy sucking conversation because uh, uh, in one place somebody has already coded that and there is a drop down and somebody says no it should be a list so that they scroll and you can argue till cows come home uh, whether one is better over the other and it becomes a hearsay argument so uh, sometimes you want to say oh let's check it out and typically these uh, arguments you can design an experiment to support your hypothesis yeah and uh, uh, <clears throat> one so very interesting uh, a and prominent is the choice i like b and like little <laughs> b is the choice that i don't like and you know it's it's like the magicians right they will Absolutely. Uh, and the you know they will leave the seven behind so when you they quickly shuffle you see the seven for the instantly say oh my pick is seven and by the way dinkar uh, this goes back to your earlier point of like percentages right uh, this is a very uh, like a clear story that when people want to actually use statistics to their advantage uh, this happened in united states there was a contraceptive uh, pill which was actually having a, a fertility rate of 0.24% hmm. and um, uh uh no 0.024% hmm. and uh, a new drug was invented which had much lesser hormonal side effects but it had 0.075% fatality rate hmm. so technically it was less than 0.1% and still uh the company which actually was leading manufacturer which had lesser fatality rate but more side effect they advertise this new drug has 3x more fatality rate than ours and factually it was correct yeah but it was a non can really mess up the story correct and 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 my worry is that sometimes it is better that either one of you let's say you say i i am wearing this product owner's hat and i don't want to do list i want to stick to drop down mm. and let's be done with it and this goes back to your simple point why design a very elaborate survey mechanism when you can just like uh, scan through it and then figure out what goes on so i'm i'm um, uh, i'm in my mind again questioning maybe it is not the issue of cost it is actually uh, what is that 
people need to be in mind and i like your analogy of like sometimes it is watching paint dry that means it is not a profession for everybody it is not a question of skill it's as well it's not profession for those who like to follow stock tickers <laughs> exactly and uh, uh, my worry is that by providing any commoditized knowledge today it is available i can get on google analytics so let's say my friend i have seen mix panel i i know that i can actually do this and how many people we have met dinkar who say i follow ajay and they don't yeah. similarly uh, have you ever met a proma who is absolutely not doing any job of proma but actually just because they have all the tools around them they are saying that we are proma now uh, i mean the the world is full of uh, right uh, and and i don't want to blame them i mean in, in the sense the world is full of people who believe that uh, following the tasks of a product management make me a product manager right rather than uh, focusing on the outcomes the behaviors they focus on if i do these things i am a product manager right that that that's the biggest fallacy of someone who's but mostly i've seen people who are starting their careers right once they come into the mess once uh, you know uh, you know the pressure of outcomes start coming in people quickly realign and say that you know frameworks and everything is fine these are ultimately just tool using them is not my aim but using them to achieve what i'm this product is supposed to achieve is my aim for certain going probably on, yeah probably but, every proma should actually set up a metric for themselves to calculate success <laughs> for example it would be like if i want to get a product out um yeah, with certain uh, features and this is my mvp which i defined i got all the features out and now i want to see that these adoption metrics i want to track probably that would be a good measure of like like testing their own uh, methods well, uh, one very popular and uh, almost scandalizing uh, metric that a lot of how many times have you said no to a feature or how many times have you rejected things right um how many times have were you wrong i often ask this in interviews to product managers how many times were your analysis wrong if someone says like you know you know unless someone is like nearing towards 50 50 30 40 i'm wrong someone has not done the right amount of measurement so yes uh, i mean it, it's a very interesting thought maybe this is one of the discussions we can have is after the hash uh, life stack you know uh, hash life metrics uh, we should discuss that uh, what kind of metrics we should have for our lives the again our life intersecting with our uh, profession maybe that's another uh, discussion but sachin i want right. to go back um, uh, trace back on the uh, stack of the comments and digressions we had is Uh, you had asked the question uh, how are experiments being recorded if they are getting recorded and you had uh, alluded to add adr right i am a big proponent of uh, product decision log right because what happens is you make a decision and uh, especially in startups enterprises things change people move on uh, people forget you yourself forget your decisions and all that it's very good to have that kind of repository that why did we think at that time that something was of uh, value and it just does not have a cyi uh, cover your ass kind of uh, purpose it does not have oh let me go and understand why that decision was made but it has a very important uh, effect on a person 
let me go back and realize how uh, short-sighted we were, how much in love with our uh, you know, ideas we were, how we made assumptions and those assumptions. So, you know, if you go back and see, you'll start realizing that at that point, you did not have that kind of foresight. Now that you have that uh, 2020 uh, hindsight, what can you do change? So there's a lot of learning and understanding the decision-making as a product manager and uh, understanding those criteria and taking it forward, right? The evolution, the real evolution will happen then. So uh, Dinkar, in terms of, uh, this is fantastic point about the product decision log. Um, but when a product decision log is maintained, let's say that I conducted an experiment right. about uh, running a campaign. Um, uh, and let's say that we did not get uh, positive results, I would say. I'm not saying that uh, uh, it, was, uh, it was a failed experiment, so to speak. But it, let's say whatever hypothesis we ran with, we got uh, uh, negative confirmation for it and you went ahead and you took the decision. Um, do typically you run the same experiment again because situation might have changed. You might have got a yeah, lot more customers. Yeah, personally, I may have uh, uh, visited the theme again, but never the experiment again because an experiment is very contextual. Uh, right and as you said situation as well but the theme may remain same maybe i'm still uh, thematically i'm still trying to understand uh, you know uh, what is attracting the customer to my app thematically i'm still trying to understand why people are retaining thematically i may be still trying to figure out the base things as my user you know uh, grow, uh, but definitely not the same experiment as is um, i'll be surprised if there's an experiment as is robust enough that it uh, is still applicable across time, growth, uh, and the change in the product that happens over. You know. so, so the learning which I'm getting from this is, it is okay to run the experimentation multiple number of times, provided that you believe that uh, um, uh, you adopt outcome is more important than the yes. so right the theme is actually carried forward for example i can give you a, a case is youtube has predominant uh, audience as a young male hmm. uh, and uh, let's say youtube starts doing a lot of things to attract let's say female population to youtube uh, which is extremely awesome on Instagram for uh, that matter. Yeah. So, and now that their target demographic has now much better gender mix, they need to now test certain features, whether it is uh, how to uh, play the preview of a video or certain placement or whatever, right? Um, so their experimentation actually might uh, be valuable to run one more time, but now, uh, going back to your theme, yeah, yes. the sampling, which and all those, all those things, the theme remains same. I want to right. know that at the end of the video, what do you want people want to do by default? And Dinkar, this uh, this experimentation design, I don't think it is trivial as people think that okay, just plug in an analytics and get it running. So, uh, do you do you recommend people to not treat this as a trivial thing and uh, 
just like start it, oh, it's uh, tricky it, it's huh? tricky um, it's not trivial but uh, what i have seen is um, you know uh, certain people um, uh, make it very uh, uh, whoa to this is not trivial this is very serious stuff right i mean both extremes don't exist right so the example that i gave you right um, divide your user base into two just pick two start experiment so you should never hesitate uh, to start right from that perspective i think uh, asking the questions you may ask the wrong question you will learn along the way uh, users may respond in a certain way right uh, just the 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 point is just set start going right uh, the the product will evolve the questions will evolve the experimenting will evolve it will become more sophisticated over a period of time but till you reach that sophistication right it it's the same thing uh, such in mean, many organizations when someone is doing us has a bright idea they start as a skunk work let me first do it then they show it to the manager then it stays within that two people they make some then they show it to few more people then you know it gets in. then the, but if someone had announced oh i'm going to do this and i'll do it the right way i will approach this person that person then all that they will get our rejections and meetings and nothing will happen right so from similar analogy right uh, till you uh, achieve that sophistication of running the perfect survey and the perfect experiment don't uh, hesitate from doing experiments on the concept of experiment itself just start going so from that perspective i would tell people it's actually very trivial to start experiment just but uh, i'll i'll now i'm going to be devil's advocate here yeah. so dinkar uh, one day i was uh, uh, this is almost a decade ago uh, and uh, uh, what i started doing is basically i wanted to learn search and i downloaded solar search uh, and uh, installed it on my laptop uh, and uh, i downloaded the wikipedia xml dump and indexed it it the whole process took about 45 to 50 minutes on my laptop there was a time and, to do that yeah, yeah and as soon as you do it you can actually go out to the console and start typing search term and you will start getting results and they are pretty fantastic search results by the way but what i realize is this feeling that how oh, uh, i can integrate search into my application within 10 minutes or 1 hour or 2 hours right is a, a pretty dangerous feeling and i'll get, come to that very quickly is um, feature stuffing it leads to feature stuffing just because not only it can be implemented let's put it yes and the second thing is uh, later on i realized that integrating search and getting some junk results for your junk terms is super easy but increasing the relevance of search result depending upon what user is asking is massively difficult job yes. and uh, this requires far nuanced understanding of users what they are looking for yes what is uh, what is the uh, basically your action flow what you want them to do Uh, i mean uh, it's it's not as easy as you say somebody types in uh, uh, cricket and you uh, show them uh, cricket as bug cricket as sport cricket as uh, uh, the uh, mobile company in united states it, it, this is not how uh, it works 
so i i always have this fear with this uh, easy to get started with but insanely difficult to perfect so uh, sometimes i wonder whether can you live with an application without cert until you realize that i really need cert and today i advise pretty uh, much any customer who says i want to implement cert that it's six month activity Yeah, you will get integrated search on first week. Next two weeks, we are going to do lot of searches and design those searches, and then case like test cases around it. But then over the next four, five, six months, we are going to continuously experiment and see whether the results are uh, helping users or not. So something similar to that, uh, if let's say somebody wants to take this red pill and jump into the metrics of uh, uh, metrics and experimentation. uh would you what would you advise them that they need to know that okay this is like uh, going out of hand i i need to actually recalibrate myself to get something out go go to the first principles right you are experimenting something you have some outcome in mind against which you will validate you will not invest more than what is the level of the experiment and the risk of the experiment and the perceived benefit of the experiment you should never you know go beyond that uh, in your investment and ultimately you should uh, you should expect that this is an iterative thing right i will mm. keep on changing i'll keep on improving i'll keep on improving and if your metrics are not showing that kind of uh, change that means you are stopping uh, you better stop right so uh, it it it's very important to do these kind of experiments uh, now we are kind of digressing from the term experiment uh th- this is like uh, experiment towards uh, adding features into the product but again there are also same principles right so uh, the ideas behind the principle are very uh, simple first of all uh, you know uh, don't front load lot of work uh, take the most simple use case start building on top of it uh, keep a control on your cost and don't get too excited for positive result right absolutely that, that's the biggest thing right uh, if if from if if your search has resulted in um, people uh, you know buying uh, earlier people were buying one product but after search they are buying two products doesn't mean that your search has introduced 100% growth right so be more realistic around it so simple things right uh, manage your cost um, ex, you know be ready for iterative learning and be very clear about the data that you are getting right the trends that you are getting stay away from percentage percentages are the biggest enemy of startups so uh, let me recap right yeah. let me recap so far uh, if somebody wants to do product management on a budget yeah the best thing they can actually have is a product manager who really knows uh, what they are talking about part of their team that is the best thing they can have but let's say you do not have the luxury of it uh, and you are waiting and until you onboard such a person onto your team um you can st- still uh, start with product management principles learn about it i think the second is the tooling is pretty much free of charge whether it is analytics whether it is uh, and your project management tools will actually be useful for your experimentation logs um and you start designing your experiments that extra cost which you spent it's very simple basic validations yes uh now um, and then then obviously uh, as uh, everything would have there are 
a lot of good paths from here. You can actually improve your quality of experiments. You can actually uh, improve your processes to collect this feedback. Um, and uh, some of the techniques which we haven't talked about is uh, uh, this, like focus groups and user research, which actually can help you do that. Um, I think whenever people think about uh, uh, product management, they, they, they start with fancy stuff first. But what I was, want, I was interested in going like cheap, going completely broke kind of situation. At what point do you think this focus group, because this has been always my dilemma, is focus group research, it is better to do in the beginning when you don't have anything. It is like you understanding your uh, target demographic, but that is not cheap. Yeah. And many times it is difficult to convince people to spend those early dollars onto that, which is very expensive funding. Uh, and they say, okay, I'll get back to that later. Um, what is your thought in short uh, around that in terms of like when it is it becomes critical to do that even if it is expensive funding and when it is actually okay to skip it and go by your gut feel see the first principle we have to realize that it's very easy for humans to give feedback to something that they can see okay. and they can toy with right so if you give them a concept hey imagine something they will add their own masala, their own experiences there, and uh, you'll get some, right? So first of all, you should have something for people to like or dislike. That means you need to have something. You, you need to, your product need to be at some stage, right? Hmm. That's part one. Focus groups became very, very useful and still are as a concept. Um, but today what is happening with digital, with your basic A and B testing, Right. What you have done is you have you have now asked a certain set of people, hey, do you like this? Do you like this? Right. So in some way, uh, the focus group concept is still being used in the digital methodology. Right. But we have used different terms. We don't call them focus group anymore. Uh, we uh, call them, you know, a sample representing some demographics. You know, you do all those kind of things, so uh, you can do that, right? Now, uh, probably the question that um, uh, you're trying to ask is that when do we, you know, when do we go from frugal to putting serious money? Because typically, focus group means bunch of people are coming. You'll give no. I mean, no. I didn't. I mean that. I wanted to say that when. It is worth going to focus group despite it is expensive. Let's say uh, you have uh, something for them to either like or dislike. Huh, means like I'm asking you, what are those areas where you would like to not skimp on it? It's yeah. like typically you don't want to skimp on security. Right. Similarly, are there any areas where you think uh, uh, it's better to go with focus group rather than actually going by your gut feel? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, if you take um, focus group versus gut feel, uh, till you have something, you rely on your gut feel, your personal experiences, the team's experiences. Once you have something, that's the first time you go and check with users the focus group concept. Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Right? They they like it. They dislike it. Then the rule of thumb for me is that if you are introducing something new or you're introducing a change, 
right whose cost is large enough right for you to lose revenue lose reputation uh, yeah, right then it is another checkpoint where you will go and check with the focus group are you okay with this right so these are mega features that are coming into your uh, right the rule of thumb is if um, if something if you are changing the look and feel of your product where the users however small they were those users have been using your product they almost develop a muscle memory of where things are if you are going to change that if you're going to change the alignment of the next button by 10 pixel and someone was used to clicking it here now it is here there is a good reason you are doing it you just don't want to paste but the flip side of it is what will happen to the existing users what will happen to the new set of users then you do focus group and you say oh my god with this change i'm going to lose all of my existing i'm going to piss off all of my existing users <laughs> but now i'm good but on the other hand i'll gain these many new users right yeah now now you have the cost so what is the risk that you will lose your entire use base user base but uh, why you need a user will you gain right so where you have these kind of uh, monumental decisions which are related to security privacy which are related to user interface the experience of a user where it is related to a whole new thing a whole new capability people can do with your product uh, and these are expensive enough not just in the cost of development but also the negative cost of it the opportunity cost of it then you go and do some user research then you have a rule of thumb where that cost will justify this uh, investment so uh, if i understand it correctly what you are saying is you need to actually uh, uh, do the risk analysis when uh, uh, the risk actually goes beyond the threshold in your mind of taking a decision uh then the gut feel actually is useless you should actually go with the real testing uh de design the focus group as uh, close as possible to your target audience and then go by that uh, even if it show hey we did this do you like it i'll give you an example um, skype um, had a look and feel and then microsoft bought it and then uh, they changed the user interface and the only thing that i as a user felt was they just made things more spacious now mm. there was more white space i was so pissed off with skype that day like for one month two month i just could not i hated it oh there is so much now i have to move the mouse more than what i moved earlier right people and people were so upset they were blasting skype left and right and all perceptibly maybe they may have made a lot of changes right but to me as an end user it looked like that they had made it more spacious and i for for no i just couldn't understand why they have done that right so th that that is now uh, you know your existing user base has a muscle memory has a way of using your product you're changing that that's a risk go do a you know uh, you know how much will it piss off right and probably uh, they could take that risk because it was a new organization maybe they were focusing on business and they were thinking that consumer side of skype will disappear and right. skype for business will be our big thing and maybe they made the bold bet and maybe they won 
absolutely Five and i think and i think i think their uh, making experimentation actually is fantastic in terms of like uh, testing the ux because it ux actually is the thing which you said first contact if they were uh, such but if they were testing the ux they would never have made the change because the ux people would have told them that this is additional work this is more thing it will damage the muscle memory leave it don't make the change right uh, and th- th- that's the point but if someone was thinking let's say product or business they would have thought right you know weirdly enterprise people like spacious things it's going to mess our consumer but you know what i don't know how long consumer will be there but you know enterprise is forever for microsoft so let's piss off the consumer let's move to microsoft facetime came whatsapp came so many video call thing came skype is not that popular anymore but on enterprise side they are winning like crazy so maybe the 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 product manager um, i'm i'm using that's what they were thinking maybe things just happened that way but there's a little bit how the ux uh, may differ from a product uh, thinking that so you are saying that they they actually did a trade off there they didn't uh... did a trade off yes yes they did and you know what when you are growing you will have to do every change is a trade off you will piss off some existing user base you yeah by the way uh, this 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 brings very interesting use case is that uh, today i read about netflix's uh, testing ad supported plans yeah. which will be cheaper or free um, because their subscriber base is shrinking and earlier they would be uh, saying that uh, you pay a premium price and you don't see any ads whether it is a movie or whether it is a tv show uh, but it they is doing the reverse of youtube they are doing the reverse of the youtube um but i think you are right is uh, the trade off is the key thing if there is one takeaway which i would actually uh, do is earlier i used to always think engineers are the kings of trade off they are always designing systems with trade offs in mind example is distributed systems are eventual consistency they sacrifice consistency for scale uh, and here what you are telling me is that uh, in in uh, product management as well it is sort of trade off you might not actually pick the best decision uh, which is uh, empirically proved but rather than you will actually choose something which satisfies to your current constraint whether it is timing constraints whether it is uh, feature constraint or whatever uh, your uh, goals are forward looking make forward looking statements absolutely uh, that's that's fantastic dinkar uh, i mean like this is very clear to me now uh, in terms of at least if you want to go on a budget for chroma it is possible but there are a lot of pitfalls yet those are uh, you can deal with them yes. if you are conscious about it um, but it is always better to keep in mind that this is a very serious thing yes and you need to get people who are actually serious about it passionate about it skilled in it and then only you will be able to get the most benefit of it you cannot actually hire a security expert just because they have done a udemy course yes. and i think similarly uh, you should not hire a pro man well uh, probably we should say that uh, yeah maybe there are a lot of people who are good at security and have done udemy course absolutely no my point is that that could not be the only qualification only qualify yes exactly yes yes <laughs> right so but yeah uh, fantastic dinkar i i had uh, that uh, in my mind for a while now 
but i'm glad that i had this discussion but i think one takeaway point is which you mentioned is we have parked for now is there are certain aspects of experimentation we should we should talk later um and uh, we should also talk about some real world use case about how we would we do it if we want to go back and the reason why i'm asking this is um uh, there was this uh, uh, somebody was actually as an investor asking question that uh, many times gut feel is not uh, a bad thing uh, it is absolutely great thing and uh, the example they gave let's say somebody was in cryogenic sleep in 2007 and uh, they woke up in 2015 and uh, you tell them that hey i have this brilliant idea i'm going to make a game where people are actually going to swipe a pig and actually hit into the bricks uh would oh, you pay for it <laughs> yeah so swipe bird, angry bird yeah not a and uh, angry bird but yeah they they were not saying angry bird they were describing it um what do you think they might say you are crazy but once they say this just happened while you were asleep and they sold this company for 1.2 billion dollars it would be so hard to believe yeah so i think uh, that will might be a good thing yeah i i i think uh, you know uh, as a product manager sometimes uh, we uh, try we end up downplaying uh, importance of gut i mean gut is nothing but uh, you know uh, your all, all your learnings in your career and in your life and what you have noticed like it's like the sum total of it and then the crystallization of that uh, knowledge and experience and they, absolutely they, there is nothing but uh, the only thing is that um, uh, you should be always cross checking right? yeah as long as you have metrics that give you that trend idea and you can experiment got let me try something else the opposite of my gut uh, you you're going to win absolutely thank you so and much that coming uh, from a founder who was not able to succeed so. <laughs> i mean yeah uh and i i was never a founder in the product sense i was always like the execution arm and i now after spending so much time i realized that execution uh, or rather than technical building of a product is the easiest job in the journey of a company so um yeah i'm so happy that uh, i i could taste the success my team was great but uh now i realize that it's a very difficult job to actually make something and uh, probably one of the future topics is uh, life metrics uh, yeah life metrics so absolutely we should talk about it on that at some point all right thank you so much dinkar take care sure thank bye -bye. you bye bye